Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and We're going to follow up on something that I got a bunch of emails about last week. I don't know in what episode I mentioned the acronym I heard for the word systems, but I mentioned it a week or two ago and got a lot of questions about it. So the acronym that I shared a couple weeks ago was systems breaks down to save yourself time, energy, and money. That is the purpose of a system, to save you time, to save you energy, to save you money. And I mentioned it, and we've talked a lot about it inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation, but podcast listeners emailed me and said, how? How do I create systems? What systems should I create? Where should I start? What are some of your systems? And just by the sheer number of emails, I was like, okay, we need to go deeper into this. The first thing I want to say is that systems do not need to be complex or even multi-step. In fact, many of the most powerful systems are very, very, very simple. And we already have. Probably all of us have some very simple and probably also some very complex systems in our lives. But a system could be as simple as just taking a grocery list with you to the store. A system for remembering what you need to get. Or maybe you have a magnetic notepad on your refrigerator and a system is when you think of something, you write it down. So when you go to this grocery later that week, you don't forget anything. That's a system. Systems can be very, very simple. And we'll talk about some simple systems and we'll talk about some more complex systems. But let's begin with the two primary issues when it comes to this topic of saving ourselves time, energy, and money. When it comes to this topic of having systems or creating systems in our lives. In a lot of places where we need systems, we don't have one, right? That is problem number one. I will give you an area where I do not have a system and I need one and it could be very, very simple. It's just a matter of the fact that I haven't implemented it. And that is keeping my car clean and organized, It is a pain point for me, not a significant one, and I guess that's probably why I haven't put a system in place because I have more significant pain points and challenges, but that's an example of where there could just be a very, very simple system there to keep my car clean and organized. So issue number one is that we don't have a system where we need one. And issue number two is our systems suck. 
or they're just not as good as they could be. They're either not doing the job or we're not using them, right? And if we're not using a system, it's not a good system. It's either not easy enough to use, it's not simple enough, or it's not aligned with the way we already operate. So we have to go too far out of our way to execute it. That is not a good system. So those are the two primary issues. Either we don't have a system where we need one or the system we have just isn't doing the job. Instead of diving into here are some ideas for systems or here's how to begin creating a system, I think it is very important to first ask yourself a few questions. This is where we begin to differentiate the types of people who listen to a podcast. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Some people just listen to listen and they're, they're educated or they're entertained and, and they kind of go about their day. Other people really see them as a tool or a workshop where they're engaged and they're doing the work. So one category of, of people who listen to podcasts would just kind of listen to this and mull it over and, and go about their day. Where the other category of people, they're going to write these questions down or they're going to go to the show notes and they're going to print them out or they're going to press pause and they're going to write out their answers right now. You're going to get a whole new level of value and impact when you treat it according to the latter, more like a workshop, instead of just passively listening and being educated, informed, or entertained. I know for me, sometimes I'm listening and I can't stop what I'm doing. But what I will do is make a note in my phone or I'll pause the podcast and come back to it at a time when I can do the work. Because honestly, if I just listen with an intention to do something about it later, realistically, for me personally, that's not going to happen. Because I'm going to get into another podcast or I'm going to get into another thing. I'm going to forget about it altogether. I'm going to not remember why I left it unlistened to. I'm going to think maybe I just wasn't into it. So really treating this like a workshop and getting engaged in the questions is really powerful. So we'll put the questions that I'm about to ask in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 665. Primalpotential.com forward slash 665. Okay, so these questions. This is where I think it would be powerful to begin in assessing possibilities for areas of your life where you need systems or things that need to be streamlined for you. Number one, what is the major problem you are trying to solve? You might have a lot. And that's okay. Don't think that you're somehow at a disadvantage because, gosh, where do I start? I have seven. I have 12. That's okay. We don't have to have a system for all of them right now, but maybe we pick one that we run into the most often and that's where we want to start. What I don't want people to do, and the reason I want you to answer that question, I don't want you to create a system because it feels good, but it's not solving a problem. This is one of the primary reasons that systems fail because we read it in a book or we saw it on a documentary and we thought it looked really cool, but it's not solving a problem that we have, so we're not going to keep up with it. We're going to put out the initial time and the initial energy 
But if it wasn't in an area that felt like a pain point to us, probably not going to do much about it. A lot of people will start with Marie Kondo. And if you have not uh, read her book about tidying up or seen her show on Netflix, it's really interesting. But I've also heard a lot of people who go through the work to sort through their stuff and do all this reorganization. And six weeks later, it's back to normal. And it's very likely because it wasn't their primary pain point. Yes, they love the idea of having a home that's super tidy and organized, but there's five or six other things higher on the priority list that need more attention in their lives. So they don't put their energy into keeping up the tidiness because they really could have and maybe ought to have started with another area. So what is the major problem you're trying to solve? Avoid creating systems just because they, they feel good, they sound good, you heard it worked for somebody else, and make sure you're sticking very much to your primary pain points or challenges. Another way to think about this, another question you can ask is, what's draining you? Or what repeatedly frustrates you? What are some things that you feel like no matter what you've done, you're not staying on top of it? For some people, that's laundry. For some people, that's their finances. For some people, it's their car. For some people, it's their email inbox. We're going to talk about that because that's been me before. But you got to recognize that it's a pain point. You got to recognize that it's a frustration, that it's draining you. I realized that very quickly about my inbox. What are the things that frustrate me most in a given day? Not feeling on top of email. Okay, well, we can do something about that. We don't have to sit in the pain point. It is an opportunity for us. It is not a barrier. It is an opportunity for us to take some action. Another question to consider before we talk specific systems, what do you want or need to be easier in your life? What do you want or need to be easier in your life? Bookkeeping was a huge one for me as a business owner. But even I remember when I was getting out of debt before I had a business of my own, just keeping up with the bills and the payments and the, the balances on things, I needed and wanted that to be easier. So things that we need or want to be easier, getting the kids off to school, Laundry, these point to areas where it would be great to have a very simple system. Another way to consider this, what is going wrong? Especially, what is repeatedly going wrong? Or what feels broken? What is repeatedly going wrong? What feels broken. This is one of the primary lessons that I learned from my business coach. If we run into a question multiple times from a, from a listener, from a client, we have an opportunity to not only make things better for our clients, but to make things easier for ourselves. What do we need to change so that people don't have that question? I'll give you an example of one that came up for me. And this is a system. It is extremely simple, but again, we do not have to have complex systems for them to be systems. So I would get five to 10 emails a week from somebody saying, I can't find the show notes 
So I started saying in every episode, you can find this on today's show notes, which are found at primalpotential.com forward slash 665. It's a system that in every episode, I say the URL of the show notes and I refer to it as the show notes page and I make it clear where people can find it. Now we maybe get one email every other week from somebody who has that question. So it makes things better and easier for my listeners or my clients. It also makes things easier for me. So what is going wrong repeatedly? What feels broken? A system needs to serve a specific purpose. Tidying for the sake of tidying because you would like to be a tidy person is a really great idea, but if that doesn't serve a specific purpose in your life, like it doesn't save you time, it doesn't save you energy, it doesn't save you money, you're not likely to stick with it. And a lot of people will put a system in place that actually costs them more energy or more time, and in some cases, more money. That's not going to be an effective system in your life. So when I've been getting these emails from people like, well, what systems should I put in place? I can't tell you that, but answering those questions is a really great starting point. Not just hearing me say them, but truly looking at them. What is the major problem you're trying to solve? What is draining you or frustrating you? What do you want or need to be easier in your life? And this doesn't have to be just tasks, right? If you say that, communicating with your partner or communicating with somebody on your team is something that you want or need to be easier. You can put a system in place for that without a doubt. One thing that I implemented uh, with my immediate team I work with every day is scorecards, job scorecards. And when we review them every other week, which sometimes during launches ends up not being the highest priority, but outside of launches, if we review them every other week, we're opening up opportunities for conversation to be easier, right? Or like with Sarah, I've shared the, you know, saying something uncomfortable so that things that feel uncomfortable don't go unsaid and they don't get avoided and they don't then boil up and become something significant. You know what I mean? So it can be very much about communication. If you want or need communication with your partner to be easier, then start something where you ask each other two questions every single day. But they can't be the same questions as the day before, right? And you might have some questions that are off limits, like how was your day might be off limits. But we have a practice in my house of what was the best part of your day? What are you excited about? What are you worried about? Now, we ask a lot of other questions too, but those are three that are very, very routinely in the list of questions we ask because I always want our communication to be better. I always want to feel like we're getting closer. So what is the major problem you're trying to solve? What is draining you or what is frustrating you? What do you want or need to be easier? What is repeatedly going wrong? What feels broken? And before you start to set out and say, well, what could I put in place as a system for this? Make sure you first know the specific purpose. One great way to kick this off is identifying repetitive tasks that take up your time. Identifying 
repetitive tasks that take up your time. Keeping a time audit is a really great way to do this. And I do this very routinely in business, but putting this episode together has made me think that I really want to do this in my personal life as well, outside of business. If you do a time audit, and this doesn't take a lot of time, you don't have to do it for weeks on end, but maybe for, for five to seven days, I always find it helpful to get weekend days in there. Where's your time going? So, you know, maybe the first 30 minutes of your day, you laid in bed and then, you know, you spent 30 minutes getting coffee, taking a shower, getting out the door to work, or you spent an hour getting the kids up, getting their teeth brushed, getting them showered and dressed or whatever. But start to put a time audit together because what you want to see is the repetitive tasks that take up your time. When I did this business-wise, it's how I found how much time I was spending in email. And it was a lot, hours, every single day. And I didn't want to just stop responding to emails because there's a lot of people that I've emailed that have never emailed me back, right? Even service providers, like people that I've paid for some kind of service or, or you know, professional capacity and they don't email back. So I know there are a lot of people that just don't respond to emails or they selectively respond to emails. And I didn't want to do that. That would certainly be one way to spend less time in email. But the first thing I did was create FAQs. What are the 10 most common questions people and ask people ask me an email. Okay. So I created that page. I put it in my email signature. Then I changed the the verbiage around some things for my clients so that people wouldn't even have the question to begin with. Not only just for podcast listeners, but also for clients, you know, we have FAQs. How do I find the links to our weekly coaching calls? Uh, I can't seem to log in. We created, Sarah and I together, this list of FAQs for clients only so that we didn't get as many of those emails. And in both cases, we're serving people better. We also then put in the Saturday show. We did this Initially, the idea came from the amount of time I was spending in email answering questions for people who weren't clients. I want my time on email to be dedicated for my clients, but I also didn't want people who were non-clients to be left hanging. So I don't answer questions from people who are not clients over emails. I'll say, good question. We'll add this to a Saturday show. But those three things made a huge impact on how much time I spent in email. I also, and this is kind of a little bit deep dive for those of you um, who maybe don't have a podcast but want to spend less time in email, I used a, a blog I found, I guess, called the GTD email system, Get Things Done email system. It's based on Gmail. So if you're a Gmail user, it would probably be really, really easy to set up. Well, it is because I did it in like 20 minutes. If you're not a Gmail user, there's probably other um, similar tools in your service provider that you could do. But essentially, whether it was I'm getting too many emails in or I can't find anything, my inbox is disorganized, I feel like I get to inbox zero and then five minutes later I've got a million more emails come in, um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes to this GTD email system. 
it's a it's a beautiful system in that you set it up once and then all you have to do is keep up with it and I really love that but it took away so much of the overwhelm with the emails that were remaining, right? So the first three things that I did reduced the amount of emails I got overall. And then this GTD email system that I just found through a Google search made me feel less overwhelmed about the remaining emails that I was getting. Um, and keep me it, it keeps me more organized with the difference between client emails and file cabinet emails and reference emails and personal emails, all of that kind of stuff. If you feel like there is a pain point you have and you don't know what system would make it better, let's not overlook the beauty of Google. What I did to figure out how I could be more efficient with emails after I had done those initial three steps of creating the FAQ page on primalpotential.com, creating the FAQs for clients, and adding that third Saturday show, I Googled it. And I didn't go with the first one, but I read through, I probably spent 15 or 20 minutes finding one that seemed to be really simple and something I could keep up with really easily that would be easy to understand and not complex. Because again, if it takes you more time or it takes you more energy or it takes you more money, chances are it's not an effective system. So I wanted to find one that would save me time, that would save me energy, that wasn't going to cost me more money, Google. If you're like, well, my my real pain point is X, Y, Z, and Elizabeth didn't talk about that. Well, consider this my talking about it. Google, right? Whatever that area is of your life, Google it. And maybe what you'll find is that you get five different ideas from five different systems and none of them feel right, but you piece it together to try something for you. We have such a amazing opportunity at our fingertips with all of the learning that is available to us online for free and all of the tools and the resources, I'll tell you right now, that's where I go. I ask myself questions first so that I can get really clear on what I need and why I need it and the specific purpose it's going to serve. And then I start looking through ideas that are free on the internet, asking myself each time, is this simple? Is it going to save me time? Is it going to save me energy? Is it not going to cost me more money than the alternative? I want to touch on, too, the idea of prioritization because that's not really a system. And I had a conversation last week uh, with Chris Harder, who hosts my mastermind that I'm in for 2019. And we were talking about just workflow, life, business, the renovation, the baby, all of that. And he said, prioritizing things does not save you time. It just rearranges the time. But there's nothing about prioritizing that actually gives you more time, right? Maybe we're more efficient in managing the time, but it is not making us more time. And I, I really like that idea because I'm very good at prioritizing. One of my systems that I'll mention more in a second is to do my most important things first, not to get on email right away, not to get on social media right away, not to dive into the task that's easy, but to do the most important things first. I'm good at that. But he's 100% right. That doesn't save me time. It makes me more efficient with my time. It makes me more productive in that time, but there's nothing time-saving about it. So what he suggested 
before I prioritize, whether we're talking about tasks in the home or errands or work stuff, to put it through these three questions. The first one is, before we prioritize, I'm looking at my list, can it be eliminated? Can this just be something that doesn't get done, that is not important, that does not need to happen? Can it be eliminated? If the answer is no, we still don't prioritize, we go to the next question, which is, can it be automated? Can it be automated? I'll give you an example on this one. Um, doing my laundry cannot be eliminated. And we do not have a washer and dryer right now because of the renovation. So once or twice a week, well, really, if you consider the pickup, three or four times a week, we are packing up the laundry, driving it to the laundry place, dropping it off, driving home, driving back to pick it up, driving back home. Now, laundry cannot be eliminated. Can that be automated? So I called them and I said, do you guys do pickup? Can we make a schedule? Now, granted, when I have a washer dryer again, that's a very different thing. But for now, because it's probably going to be another five months before I have that, boy, will I appreciate it when I do, can we arrange that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you guys come pick up the laundry? And when you pick up on Thursday, you drop off Tuesday. And then give whatever you pick up on Thursday, can you drop it off on Saturday or on Friday? Automated. Is it entirely automated? No. I still have to gather up the laundry and bring it downstairs, but it's a huge savings of energy and it's a huge savings of time. And though it's not a savings of money directly because we pay more for that, it is a savings of money when you consider our time, right? Because when I have to stop what I'm doing at home, to drive seven minutes, drop off the laundry, you know, lug it to the car, lug it into the place, and then seven minutes back, and the, the interruption in my focus or whatever I was doing before, it's actually a big time savings when I figure my hourly rate, you know? So the first question before you prioritize is, can it be eliminated? Can we strike this off? If it cannot be eliminated, can it be automated? And if it cannot be automated, because many things cannot be, can it be delegated? Is there someone else who can do this? Can it be automated? Like the places that deliver your groceries and you have maybe a static grocery list and maybe you make some changes here or there based on things you ran out of that you don't buy every week. But you can have that delivered to your house in a lot of areas. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but then you got to pay the service fee and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, but you're saving money on the things you don't buy on impulse, right? And you're saving yourself money on your time. Can it be eliminated? If no, can it be automated? If no, can it be delegated? This one's really, really valuable in professional settings, but also, quite frankly, valuable in personal settings, too. I was feeling like my mornings were getting a little bit crazy between the puppy and the chickens. 
And the boyfriend usually leaves for work sometimes as early as 4.30 in the morning. So he wasn't getting the puppy up at that time and he wasn't dealing with the chickens at 4.30, but he could have dealt with the chickens at 4.30. And so that was one of the things that can be delegated. Hey, even if you're leaving at 4.30, on your way out to your car, you can carry the chicken food and water down to the coop. It, it's delegated. And we made a simple system of that, as silly as it sounds, when we close the chickens in the coop up at night, right? We take at that time their food and their water and we bring it up to the door, to the door to the house. So then that way, as he's leaving for work in the morning, he's just got to fill it up and carry it down. Not a huge addition to his time or his morning routine, but one last thing that I have to worry about. Can it be eliminated? Can it be automated? Can it be delegated? Everything that remains that cannot be eliminated, automated, or delegated, prioritize that. Prioritize that. So before we wrap up, I want to share with you guys a few of my own systems. Some of them are simple. Some of them are a little bit more complex. And a few systems that some of my clients have shared with me because we've had this conversation a lot inside the 12 weeks. One of my simple systems is journaling. Remember, a system does not have to be complex. It doesn't have to even take time to set up. For me, a lot of times, the simplest systems are my most effective ones. Journaling is how I get clear on my intention for the day. It saves me a lot of time. And it saves me a lot of energy. It also saves me a lot of money because I'm getting clear every morning on who and how I want to be. And that usually doesn't involve stopping for cupcakes. It doesn't usually involve uh, impulse shopping on Amazon, right? Journaling is one of my simple systems. Questions are one of my simple systems. So one of my clients in the Master's Club uh, emailed me and said, what do you recommend? What is a system I can put in place for uh times when I feel like emotionally not level or emotionally volatile. I don't know how to have a system for, for thriving in those moments or surviving those moments. And I said, my system for those moments is just questions. What is really happening here? Facts versus feelings. Questions. Oh, I'd really love to have ice cream for dinner. Okay, well, how would that make me feel? Is that the best decision I could make? What would be a slightly better decision? What would be my best decision? Questions are a tool for me. I'm super, super irritated at somebody. Questions are my system. How can I see this from their perspective? What was my role in this? Questions are a system. And I have some more complex systems too, right? I have a system for work type and I have a system for work order. What I mean by work type is recording daily coaching audios, creating my content for the weekly coaching calls I do with my clients or uh, recording podcasts. And it's very simple. At the beginning of each month, I write down on paper, I'm a paper girl, I write down, you know, Monday the 1st, Tuesday the 2nd, Wednesday the 3rd, Thursday the 4th, Friday the 5th, and I jot down the big rock focus for each day. 
and I break it down so that week by week, there's a similar flow. So Mondays, for example, I always do my daily coaching audios. Tuesdays are podcast days. Now, I happen to be recording this podcast on a Sunday, but that's just because I'm getting ahead with things. So when I find extra little windows or I think of something that I really want to do, I can do other things on that day, right? I always do. Still on Monday, even though I'm doing coaching audios, I'll probably do a hundred other things. But the big rock repetitive things like Thursdays or when I write VIP emails and 12 weeks to transformation emails. That's when I do that. Every single day I do emails in my inbox. But Mondays are going to be primarily 12-week coaching audios, 12-week uh, any, any challenges that have to be recorded, if any, any emails that have to be written, if any. Tuesdays are going to be podcasts. So not only do I have a flow Mondays typically focus on this type of thing. Tuesdays typically focus on this type of thing, Wednesdays, etc. But I also have a big picture for the month because there are unique things that come up every month. For example, in the month of October, I have to finalize and solidify all of my content for Ascend, the weekend workshop that I'm doing in Portland, Oregon in November. Well, that doesn't happen every month. So when I'm writing out my October schedule, there are going to be days, a lot of them, where the primary focus is Ascend. So that's one of my systems for work type. For work order, I already mentioned, my three biggest priorities are what I start with. Social media is never one of my biggest priorities. Email is never one of my biggest priorities. It happens every day. It just doesn't happen first. For today, for example, recording this podcast was one of my three biggest priorities, so it's what I started with first. Even though it would have been easier to check into Facebook first, it would have been uh, comfortable to check email while I was going to the bathroom, but I don't do that. I stay really connected to those first three priorities, and I don't move outside of those until they're done. Done. Not dumb. I have some financial systems too, personal and business. Personally, at the end of every single month, I create, I update, I look at a monthly balance sheet. This is very, very simple, especially once it's initially set up, then it's just a matter of updating it. My total assets, my total debts. So I'm looking at every month, I'm updating what are my bank account balances, what are my retirement account balances, what are my mortgage balances. So every month, it maybe takes me 30 minutes just logging in and all, out of all of the accounts and updating those numbers. But I'm comparing my net worth, essentially, this month to last month and year to date. And this month, 2019, versus this month, 2018. I know that awareness financially is really important. From a business perspective, I have a monthly P&L, a monthly profit and loss. What did I bring in? What were my expenses? And I spend about 30 minutes with that. And that's something I delegate. That's something that my bookkeeper does. I mentioned the simple system for feeding our chickens. When we close them up at night, we take their food and water. We put it outside. He handles it in the morning. Some of my clients have shared that they have a system for keeping up with housework. And, and one person in particular said they have different zones for their house. So like the kitchen and the dining room is a zone. The master bedroom and bathroom is a zone. The living room and den are a zone. 
and every day is a specific zone so that this person never feels like, oh, Saturday comes around or people are coming over and she has to spend two crazy hours cleaning everything. The laundry is a zone. Another one of my clients said that they organize their clothes by type so that then the only decision is color because a lot of times their clothing decision might be based on the weather or what's happening that day. And if they know they're going to wear a t-shirt and all the t-shirts are together, then it's just a matter of color. If they know that they're going to wear a blouse and all the blouses are together, you're not searching through your whole entire closet. Your only decision is then color. I love that. So for whatever system you create, make sure you begin with those initial questions. And then as you're thinking, okay, maybe this is a system I could put in place for this particular area. I want you to make sure that you ask yourself, does this system make my life easier? If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And which does it save me? Does it save me time? Does it save me energy? Or does it save me money? Ideally, an amazing system is one that saves you all three. But it's totally fine if it's just a couple of them, right? Which does this save me, time, energy, or money? And I would love for you to comment on the show notes or in our private Facebook group. We've got a, a group that's just for Primal Potential where a lot of folks like to talk about the podcast episodes. What are some of your systems? Because I bet collectively we could come up with some epic, epic, epic ideas for systems. I also want to let you guys know that the wait list is now open for the winter 12 weeks to transformation with the caveat that I don't yet know dates other than January and I don't know prices or the nuances and details because baby is, is coming in, in February likely. Who knows? Could be January, could be March, but baby is coming um likely in February. So uh, the wait list is open. I will link to that in the show notes or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. But I would love for you to join our Primal Potential Facebook group if you're not already a part of it. That is a group, not just the regular Primal Potential page because we could have a really amazing conversation about systems, what systems you have, how they work, how you got around trouble spots or helping people brainstorm, hey, this is a pain point for me, but I don't know what a system could be. We all do better and learn better when we learn from each other. Make it a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.